Hello, welcome back to Floating Through Film. Uh, it is your host, Luke, and today we are... Uh, is our first break episode in between uh, Danny's Ozu series and my next series. Um, and today we're kind of... We're, we're starting a new kind of series uh, that we're going to be doing on breaks uh, called uh, FTF Rejects, which basically the idea is that uh, we'll, we'll review different movies from... Uh, from directors that we did series on that we didn't do in the original series. So it just kind of like, it's just an interesting way we can like further explore different directors. Like, uh, talk about more good movies. Yes. Which yes, we are yeah. doing this week. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this week might be a bit of a hater showcase. No, no. It, no. They, they are interesting movies. Yes, they okay, are. I, I can yeah. get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. I, I love both these movies. So, um, yeah, so before we get into it, let me introduce my co-host, Blake. What's up? And Danny. Hello. And uh, have I said the two movies? Okay, the two movies are Godard's Contempt and Fellini's Casanova. And so the first, uh, I guess we're firstly going to go into Contempt. Uh, we, we're doing, this is a kind of a leftover from our French Do Wave series that we did. And, you know, why not do a Godard, honestly? Mm-hmm. It's Godard, why not? Great I director. feel like at some point we'll probably we'll come to him. Possibly, yeah. Even though there maybe is other people in the French New Wave we all prefer. Uh, yes. Um, Truffaut. He star- he's star. The more as the more time Demi, if you consider him. Yeah, honestly, but the more time goes, like, like those three alone. The more I watch a Godard, the more like and more I rewatch a Godard, like he's getting higher and higher. He honestly. would have to be one of those where it's like we're doing this period of Godard, and now we're yes, doing this yeah, like sixty movies, so movies, so movies. But yeah, like the more I watch a Godard, the more he's like getting higher and higher, and like the oh, my, like my French New Wave. Uh, power rankings, you know. At least, has, like, he'll give you a lot to talk about too. Oh yeah, he he always makes interesting movies. Yeah. I mean, obviously Blake might not agree, but you know. No, I think they're interesting. I just don't like a lot of them. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah. Um. So starting with contempt. Uh, firstly, uh, what's interesting about this movie before we like really get into it was like this is kind of Godard's first commercial movie. Like he made like kind of with a studio apparently. Which is kind of funny that he his first like commercial movie is like him criticizing the movie industry in a way. Uh, it's part of what he's doing here, but um, yeah, he, he has Bridget Bardot in it, like Mikhail Piccoli, like he's pretty big stars in it. Mm-hmm. Fritz Lang, which honestly mm-hmm. I love Fritz Lang in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's great. Um, but yeah, like I guess before we get into it, what's your guys' overall thoughts of the movie, uh, Danny? Well, um, I mean, you saying that specifically is why I think I like the movie more this time and I think it's a weird thing with Godard where at least with some of his movies it's part why I really like him as a director is I don't love his movies the first time I watch them sometimes yeah I'm the same way yeah and it's because uh it's because he he like overloads it in a way where you know where you'd have to watch it a few times before you could really see what's going on with everything yes. that's going on. Yeah, there's know? a lot of layers to it. And I think yeah. like there are better directors. I mean, not better directors, but just there are directors where they can even they can kind of toe that line too, where it's still good on the first time at least. So great. And then Godard yeah. has some of those movies too, yes. but this one is more of those. I have to watch it a few times where I kind of see everything that's going on with it. Yeah. Um, and this was my second time, and like watching it the second time, and me. Because the first time I watched this was 2017. Yeah. It was like in my... I'm watching classic movies because of classic movies. And this yeah. is like, this one has like a, a hop blonde on the poster. Like <laughs> 60s movies. Oh, yeah. so, yeah. I think it's 60s, right? 63, 63 yeah. yeah. It's one of my first, first movies. Yeah, that's crazy too. First few movies. Um, but uh, honestly, that is crazy. Because it already just feels like such a Godard movie. Honestly, yeah. You know? 
Um, it definitely is straightforward, though, in a way. Like, obviously, there are, like... Part the, of that is the cinematography, too, with... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Raul Katarn, his cinematographer yes. for a lot of his early movies, too. Yeah. Um, but, like, also, this this movie, like, from the poster and everything, you kind of think it's going to be, like, one of his more accessible ones. But honestly, like, I don't even think it's, like... It's not even, like, <coughs> near the top of his most accessible. Like, it's, it's so. like, Yeah, Breathless is way more uh, yeah, that kind of like, description. Yeah, yeah Band of Outsiders, Pure Lei Fu, I would say, is, like, more, like, accessible, but, yeah. Um... Uh, but I was gonna say though about the you mentioning the star and Fritz Lang specifically is important to the movie itself. Yes, because there's the quote. Uh, you'll probably read it in a little bit. The quote that he mentions that is he says is Basin, but it's actually someone else. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, but anyway, the quote is what's actually important about kind of like how this is going to be a film about a film almost. Yes. Uh, but really, to me, this film is about what film is he wants film to be, and kind of the myth of the Hollywood or studio era or the. St- Specifically, the star and producer era of filmmaking. Okay. Um, at least that's kind of his dream, and that's why it ends with the director Fritz Lang and the writer who, I get, uh, who is supposed to be Godard because Michelle Pauly is definitely yeah. trying to do a Godard impression. You know, he's definitely yes. the Godard character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. But that's kind of what I was saying more about why I like this movie more. Watching the second time is some of these more bigger ideas come to me the first more than the first time where I'm just watching more specifically about the plot yes. and the story itself. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But so, overall thoughts, I do like it. I do okay. Like it. Uh, Blake? Overall thoughts, I don't dislike it. <laughs> okay. I don't like it, though, either. Uh, I think it, I don't know, it's, well, the part of it, it's the first half for me. I just honestly couldn't get into it, basically, at all. Okay. I don't know. I didn't know what he was trying to do with it yet. And towards the second half, like once, especially once they get to the actual island or the studio that they're actually shooting at, yeah. I really, I really actually do love that stuff. The but Antonioni Island. Honestly, Antonioni. This, this movie gave me Antonioni vibes. Towards I mean, that, I was going to say part. this because I was reading. There's this, shots uh, that are like, damn, this is like. Well, because I was reading this, um, I was looking up some stuff about Contem just, and I saw this uh, excerpt that Jonathan, Jonathan Rosenbaum wrote. Okay. And he said the major influences on the movie were, um, and there's way more than just these. Uh, four he named but he said first was Antonioni specifically okay. and like that because come on that last the, w- when they're walking up on top when, when, when he's when no he was uh, I still think of the shot where after he sees uh, Bardot and uh, the producer kissing in the window yes. yeah. but when yes, he's walking yes, down the stairs yes. like he's yes. at the top of the frame but the rest of the frame is enveloped with a wall basically like the, the side of the building and you see him kind of at the top that's a very Antonioni shot like Yes, putting like no, the, all of that stuff, the like, buildings more in, with like, her just like sunbathing on the top. Honestly, yeah, but, and they're like both just kind of just alone, basically at that point, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, that's probably another reason why I love this movie a lot more because I don't think I was really into Antonio when I first watched this, but yeah. Uh, and because the, the other two that I want to mention were, well, the other one was interesting was that Joseph Makers, which is the Quiet American, which I haven't seen. Okay, but he said what, the reason I want to bring that up was because he said that was. Um, the first piece of film criticism Godard ever wrote was about that movie. Okay. I can see that. Wait, like, I need to watch the movie to know yeah, exactly it's what it's hard to say. Are, but I just, it, I, that's interesting that it, Godard's first piece of film criticism was about uh, an American film called The Quiet American. Okay. I mean, I'm not surprised about American film. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, he loved them. But... Yeah, that's true. That's true. It just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's more interesting than just not surprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, um, but yeah. And obviously he mentions Fritz Lang influences too. But... Okay, yeah. Honestly. Have you have you seen a lot of Fritz Lang? I've seen M and Metropolis and they're both fucking amazing. But There's an M reference in this. There is, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see his Odyssey too. Like, what he would do with this. Like, Greek. Yes. Like, is, it, is, is, is Odyssey Greek before I, like, offend yes. anyone? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Gr- Greek, okay. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I guess uh, for me, specifically why I love Contagion, I loved it a lot more this time. When I first watched it, I didn't really like it, but it was also early into my, my uh, watching Godard, and so now rewatching it, like I, I, I still don't completely understand it, but I kind of just love how like I kind of just love the like uh, uh, I liked it more like on a surface level this time, like just the vibes of it in general, just how good how love his framing and his the, the colors and everything. But I, I just found the, the 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 falling out of love aspect of the couple that their dynamic super interesting this time, like how it's basically like the, the movie's basically about just like falling out of love with your partner and by, I think by extension by extension uh, cinema in general and art. Yes, but yeah, I think that really fits the title. At least the English. I don't know what is content. Con- yeah, the English title content. Yes. That fits just that. That how does that come to be almost? Yes, yes, you yes. Know? But. Um, I, and I think that's true. I think that's this is that's true with a lot of great movies where they're like more the, they're obviously more than about one thing specifically. Yeah, especially guitar. Uh, yeah, and where they work together is the reason why I love it. I kind of mentioned it earlier. Is I think of the uh, like kind of four main characters: the producer, and yes. this is important how I name it because this is how they are known in the movie too. Yeah. Basically, yeah. the producer. Um, the American producer specifically. Yeah, yeah okay. Who's in Italy trying to make a movie. With a German um, director. With, with a, a German French... director. That's the other major character's director. Yeah. Then there's writer. Who's French. Who's not, who, who doesn't want to be a film writer because he sees he's too good as a film writer. Yeah. Like, he sees himself as too good as a film writer, basically. Yeah. And then uh, the star. Yeah. And that's Bridget Bardot. Yeah. And that's why I think her cast, casting her is really important, too, because, like, honestly, I haven't seen that many French films. I don't even think I've seen them, any movies with her except for Condemned. Yeah. Oh, but no, you see Mask of Fe- she has a cameo in Mask of oh, Fe- okay. but... but she was definitely a big star at the time. Yes. yes so, like yes. him casting her in that role at the time was significant too, because like yeah. she's supposed to represent the star. Like what? But, that but means. What their nationalities, I think, are also important because a large part of the conflict between them is how to uh, depict this like Greek character. However, it's hard to depict it when they're all different languages, different like language barriers and everything. Like, yes. like that's well, it's also about. just talking about the different ways different like countries view how, how what makes a good movie also yes, that's true. yes. Yeah. yes. like th- th- there's definitely significance there but yeah uh, but i was gonna say like uh, you saying the movie's kind of about how about falling out of love yeah T- it, to me it's not only about specifically the characters falling out of love those two main characters yeah but it's about godard himself falling out of love with the studio star combination okay yeah and that's what that ending means of specifically there's two shots that are really significant at least to me is uh the first is when they ride off in the boat together, and he's like, "Yeah, you can go with him." And it's kind of like a weird, awkward scene where yeah. the producer's like, "You want to come with me uh, alone?" And he's like, "Yeah, just go ahead." <laughs> yeah. But it's basically like it's over at this point. They both yes. know it, you know. Yes. Um, but they ride off like in the sun, almost in the sunset together. Yes, yeah. And that's when he walks back up the steps to see the director. Yeah. And then the last—is it the last? I think it is the last scene where they get, no, she get swims, a car she crash. Swims off. In that scene. Oh, I it's think. not. Oh, it's not speedboat. It's no. I'm thinking of them driving. The driving. Uh, yeah, the scene. Uh, oh, her okay. swimming off alone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so wait, what? What specifically? What are you talking about? Uh, so the the other scene, the car scene. Was, is the car where they both crash. Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of like the death of the star, at least for Godard. Maybe, okay. Yeah. The death of the star studio kind of movie. Okay. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't think about that, and honestly, that makes me like the movie even more. <laughs> so. Because like it's got to be like it's. It's obviously there for a reason. That it's very, yeah, it's quite end. jarring too. Yes, yeah, like, and like he holds on. Even though too. he loves those kind. Uh, you seen Weekend? Right? Oh, it's definitely very. Have weekend. you seen Weekend? Yeah, no. Oh, Weekend with the yeah, whole like uh, car wrecks <laughs> and like using bodies like that and stuff. I, I really um, want to rewatch Weekend. Well, I mean, you with them driving off cliffs. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of very similar shots too. 
thought they drive off a cliff. No, he 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 he, ra- he puts his head in dynamite and blows. No, but the girl drives off a cliff. Does she drive off? Them? Does she? Drive no, he kills her. No, but he, he, he blows what's himself. The one, up. What's the one where the two lovers drive off a cliff and the other guy's just sitting there watching? You guys don't remember this? I thought no, that was. No, you're thinking of Jules and Jim? That's yeah, that's Jules and Jim. That's Jules and Jim. Damn, that's Jules and Jim. Damn. Uh, what an ending, honestly. All French viewers are the same, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, you hate the French, we get it. But, um, <laughs> I am French, I can't hate the French. No, it's good. Wait, what? What? Yeah, Torville's a French last name, so. Bro. I'm yeah. not actually French. Though. I wasn't born. Speak in French. Taylor. <laughs> I wasn't born in France. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, let's get let's into get the movie. Time. So I love uh, the opening credit sequence. We we talked about a little bit about this, but like, what I, I it's kind of not super clear. But I feel I think what this opening sequence is because it shows the secretary, uh, camera filming her. I feel like that's supposed to be like the movie actually, like the you know Godard being breaking the fourth wall. Uh, shooting the movie, like actually being shot. Because the the cinematographer is actually a cinematographer. That's oh, is that actually him? That's him. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I recognized him. Oh my, and like yeah, he, he's like he's like narrating the opening credits too, yeah, which is yeah, really interesting. But then yeah, the Andre Bazin quote, uh, which it actually isn't an Andre Bazin quote, mm. as you said, is uh, cinema shows us a world that fits our desires, and then it's a it, he follows that up by saying contempt is the story of that world, which I guess we've already kind of talked about, but. I mean, that Bazin quote, that's not a Bazin quote, could have definitely yeah. been a Vertov quote, because Godard loves Vertov, so... Mm-hmm. And Vertov Honestly. definitely said something similar. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. Because but... he definitely wanted to have... A, what, what was cinema without this kind of fantasy world? Yeah. You know, because a lot of cinema was... Yes. And that's obviously what the studio, uh, a lot of studio filmmaking was, is showing a, di- a completely fantastical world. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, like, Blake said with Vertov, but I think what Contempt is about is kind of... Godard's love-hate relationship with this star studio system. Yes, okay. Because, uh, you know, a lot of his influence, like I just mentioned earlier, he loved this kind of filmmaking, too, as well. Yes, yes. And mm-hmm. I think the movie's more nuanced <clears throat> about um, not all of these American films were just, like, all studio one way. You know? Like, uh, like they were more nuanced themselves. Like, okay, he obviously yeah. knew, but... Yeah, it's, it's yeah, super interesting. He's, he definitely is playing both sides. But I also yeah, love exactly. the end of the scene, because then the camera points gets pointed towards the camera. Because the, uh, the the camera you're watching gets uh, turns turns towards the camera yeah, does, and points straight yeah. at it. Yeah. Which is like I feel like in a way it's like kind of just saying like I don't know like. Well, this is what the film's gonna be about. Yeah. Yes. 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 Like he's he's breaking the fourth wall yeah. basically. But yeah. But then we get the opening scene with uh, which I feel like we should also mention. Richard Bardo has a lot of nude scenes in this movie. Oh, it's per- yeah, that's a great part of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but it's kind of funny because actually the uh, the studio was the one that actually forged that. Godard do that. Have so many I mean, new scenes. Kind of oh, I'm right. sure they really twisted his arm there. Okay, but I was about to say, well, let me follow this up. <laughs> Godard, Godard later said that, uh, said that, uh, though, if he had the option to uh, go back and change that, he, he, he wouldn't bother. Like, yeah. That <laughs> so works for the movie, though. Oh, it does. Because this is what I'm saying. Like, this is what the, if you take it just at another level of this is what the film is about, about the star studio system itself. Yes. That's it's, literally, the star, the studio forcing yes, him to yeah, do that. Honestly, it's yeah. part of the movie. Yeah, and also it's, it kind of uh, shows like the perverse nature of what you're watching between yes. the couple too. Because like, there is like he cuts to like three different colors. Yes, it's like oh, very purely food, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, that scene. But yeah, yes, yes. That's yeah, exactly. what, what, what do I don't know. What do you I think? Okay, exactly what I was, I, I'm not I know sure either. I don't know. I, I think it's more supposed to be like this is not just a black and white couple almost. You know? Okay, I can see. It's that. not like a typical. It's not gonna be a typical romance, yeah. maybe. Yeah, because yeah, and he, he like he, he it's like it might show like how, kind of how like. Uh, hot and cold the relationship because one of the colors is red and one of the colors is uh, blue 
that's a big thing about them. They're like they're very hot and cold. Yeah, like, yeah. but I guess in a way, it, then they just kind of start to like sputter out of control, which we'll see. But uh, yeah, then we we meet the producer uh, specifically. Uh, this guy's face is insane, honestly. Honestly, I agree with you. Yeah, like he, he's like he's also the guy, uh, the actor who plays this guy. Such a good job of playing an asshole. You know, oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah. Like it's it's so no, good. just the, the lean back like produced. You just, he has like, that kind just of just the way he's like, and also his like the dialogue he dog. He's just like he's just so full of himself. Like the definitely like he he wants to see himself as a Greek god, as he says literally in that opening. Like he even says like uh, um, the what the the he, he tells him uh, the the secretary's translating for them. And uh, she said, uh, he needs new scenes for the Odyssey. Not only more sex, but more, and then she gets cut off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, but basically shows, like, the nature of it. It's the, the, a part of the movie is the conflict between the producer and Lang, basically. Yes, because um, uh, the writer says something beginning to him, as, or to the translator, where he says, uh, like, all producers he doesn't know. Okay, yeah. So basically all he knows is he wants something more or different, but he doesn't know what he wants. Yes, so. yes, yes. Um, and that's why the producer needs the director... Yes, um, and yeah, and then we like. Uh, I especially love this next scene too. Like, when we're in the projection room. I mean, of course, I'm gonna love this. Like, just like sh- uh, they're like watching the. Uh, it's just the, funny the, you seen Fritz Lang introduced yeah. like that too. Honestly, yeah. Just like, sitting like watching. Uh, but dude, film like, footage, dude, like the, the scenes of like them like the, all like the Greek statues and yeah, stuff with the score shots. playing. Like that's oh. the only shots you see of the movie. He, they're well, except for the you, last you, shot. You see, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and it, we see which, some other scenes being filmed. We might see a mermaid. Yeah, we see a mermaid. That that's in this scene though. That's oh, okay. Scene. okay. Uh, yes, that is in the scene. Yeah, it's but he like he cuts to the statue. The statue's in random points of the he movie. He does too. those same statues. Yeah. yeah. Which, I'm not. I, I feel like I'll, of course we should mention by the way. Like we, I don't think any of us have really familiar with the Odyssey at all. Or I've read it before, but okay. it's been oh, a long damn. time. Okay, I need yeah. to for sure. Because I there's it's been at least like, like, that, I went through my Greek phase late in high school, so it's been at okay. least ten years since I've read all these books. Exactly. So because I, I, I was but the Odyssey is a very well known story. Yeah, so. I, I, I haven't. I obviously I should probably be familiar with it at this point. But like I feel like there's probably some parallel to this, uh, the movie and like what's going on uh, in the movie and the Odyssey itself. Like there's there's probably some connection. <laughs> Oh, I'm not really sure, sure uh, but um, yeah, uh, I, I love these scenes and like uh, the producer. You kind of set up the conflict between the producer and Lang, like. Um, but yeah, because uh, I I do like uh, I think this movie this scene sets up the whole conflict not only between the it is a movie about the literally about the conflict between a, that's just the producer and director in general, not yes. just specifically to this movie, but it's also kind of about um, maybe certain producers that are making films to make money they're willing to just blatantly change tradition. And that's okay. kind of what the traditional director, Fritz Lang, is trying to prevent. Yes. You know, he wants... That's literally what he's saying. I don't want to change the Odyssey. Like, it's... it's. Uh, I want to keep it the same. It's lasted like, for yeah, thousands of yes. years. And he's like, no, so. it has to be more... Like, literally, that's for scene. He, I, he wants just more different, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. But the next scene uh, is... The scene where uh, we go outside kind of... Everyone kind of goes outside because uh, the producer is like asking Bardo to uh, have a drink with him. But in the background, you're seeing. I think we 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 talk about the posters in the background. We talk yeah, about the yeah, second, yeah. but I, I love how there's a Atari poster. Atari poster. There's like two of them actually. Yeah. Right? No, it's definitely Which, he wants yeah, to stand out. I just need to give a shout out to Atari because it's like an amazing movie. Like, uh, and it's I definitely re- if you want a poster to stand out even in the background, it's a great poster. Yes. Yeah. And but yeah, you also get like a psycho poster too, which is cool. But yeah, um, but uh, this is. Uh, this is, this is kind of this is the start of like the the, the divide you see between the 
producer. It ends up being uh, kind no, of a significant uh, scene. Yes, because specifically, uh, you see, I'm gonna call him Mikel because Mikel Gafoli. Okay, like, no, I, I'm not. Like, I, don't, I don't know his actual name in the movie, but uh, call him the writer. He 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 says, "Oh yeah, it's fine to go with the." He tells Bardo to, "Oh, it's fine. You can go with the producer." But so when they the, when the producer takes him, he takes like what twenty thirty minutes to get there. Yeah, he's like twenty thirty minutes late yes, to get yes, there. Yes. And Bardo Bardo's character is very mad at him for it. Uh, but she ends up being mad because like the same reason she leaves at the end with him on the boat. Of, yeah, like the car. Remember, the car, the car. in terms of she's basically implying like, "Why did you let me go with that man alone?" Yes. Yeah. Okay. And. Yeah. Why aren't you, like, a stronger figure? Like, yes, like, yes. Yeah, like, uh, be a man or whatever. Like, yes. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, honestly. Yeah, it's... I mean, it also kind of... It's kind of a parallel with the later scene where he lets her go on the boat. Uh, like, uh, he's like, yeah, go. you can go on the boat. That's kind of what I'm saying, yeah. Because yeah. they, they fight about it in terms of, like, they've been holding off why she's so mad at him. She's been holding it off, basically. Yes. Until the certain moments when she actually admits later on. We'll probably get to it at some point. But she admits... She admits that that was the reason why. Why did you let me go with him on this day? Yeah. Like, on that okay. first scene alone, yes. basically. Yes. Okay. And, like, that's why I think it works more on the kind of, uh, maybe not symbolic, but just uh, metaphorical level of if you just take it as director, star, writer. Yeah. In terms of, basically, who has control of a movie? Yeah. Who has con- And really, what in a star filmmaking system is who has control of the star? Yeah. Is it the producer? Is it the director? Or is it the writer? You know? Okay, yeah, yeah. And, like, a lot of movies have a lot of way different. Yes. Lot, uh, that's what makes films great a lot of times, is that tension between the three, too. Yeah. Um, and you can point out examples where it's obviously the producer. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is what they wanted the, pro- the producer wanted the star to do, and that's it. Yes. But okay. that's why I think this is kind of... That's why the ending's significant, too, of him, the almost writer letting go of the star and the producer at the same time. Okay. Yeah, I, I really need to watch, rewatch the movie with this in mind, because I, I was not thinking about that. Because but... I... And we'll get to him. There's certain moments, too, where he's really pointing out to show you, like, basically all four of them as, like, yes. this is what the film is. Okay. Basically yeah, yeah, these yeah. four. Is it the, the dynamic yes. between them? Okay. Yes. The dynamic between those four. Almost. Yeah. But also, like, I love the scene where, like, kind of, like, the, the fighting begins at the producer's place or whatever outside. But, like, she's like, I'm going to go take a walk. And there's a moment where, like, I don't know if this is, like, uh, I don't know why. I don't know, like, what he's doing. But, like, the, the quality of the film is, like, different. And then, like, you get, like, those flash, like, quick flashbacks. Uh, yes, that. I do remember that. There's Which like I, some cuts. Yes, yeah. like and it's like a kind of like a short. Like she's like kind of rethinking yes, stuff. Yes, yes. Uh, between them, and like uh, she's like it shows like stuff that you haven't seen yet, and it also shows like the shot of them at the car. Yes. So it's like it's like her like in conflict with the relationship. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is when then this is the start of kind of the heart of the movie. After this, though, the apartment scenes, mm-hmm. which are. Uh, which I I, I took oh, so note. This is like because Breathless too has a long apartment scene or bed bedroom scene or yeah, bedroom yeah, scene. Yeah, you know, yeah. just kind of yeah yeah. Almost like cheers. One, one location. Yeah. yeah, like it's thirty one minutes long. I, I took Damn. yeah, which I can oh, I, I know you probably were like struggling. Through, that's right? that's the that's the part of the movie I didn't like that much. Honestly, okay. so. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> like it's because once they get back out of there and towards the like uh, I like day day mentioning the because uh, he mentioned this to me last night about the producer. Uh, director star his theory on that and once yeah. he actually said that i actually it, it made sense why i liked the last half of the movie more than the first half so okay because it became more about like that 
dynamic more so and it's definitely still not the dynamic of their yeah. like of them falling out of love but yeah. at that point I had already I was like they're already done so yeah. okay I think <laughs> awesome. before the them in the apartment we missed the kind of scene where he does it shows him maybe potentially cheating okay yes yes yeah. I, I, the um, same I because yeah, uh, uh, there's a he t- that he uh, Picole, Al, Picole his name is Paul in the movie Paul okay it's not that hard to remember but hopefully I'll yeah. just call him Ryder honestly because I, I, okay, in my head fair. they're just that those four that's, a, that's a good way saying. to think of it yeah um, but basically the writer he's talking to the, the secretary or the girl he might have cheated with because we never actually see them yeah, we, yeah whenever yeah, um, yeah and it's almost this is I don't know if you guys realize this, but when it cuts to that scene, so it's almost like uh, we're made to suspect that he might have cheated, right? When yes. she's kind of like, because he arrives late, he says he's arrived late on a taxi. Yes. And we're, we're believing him at this point, you know? He kind of seems like a, you know, a good guy, like... Stand-up you know, guy. Stand-up <laughs> guy, you know? Has, he hasn't done anything wrong in our yes. eyes. Uh, but then when she starts suspecting him, um, that's when we're, as us as a movie, it's like, okay, maybe he did do something. Yeah. Because why yeah, he's, he's he, he definitely like just like that. His behavior towards it, it's like... Yeah, and he's kind of suspicious. Like, well, you know, he's got a little but anyway, so then when it cuts to that scene, it almost seems like a flashback of him cutting in, in that cheating in that thirty minutes. Okay, yeah. But it's not though, because yes, uh, right when he walks out the door, she walks in. Yeah, it's, it's very, almost supposed it's, to. It's, it's supposed of, to be a linear scene, but it's, yeah, it's kind of like a flashback. It's out of time, basically. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like you could just take it in your head, like oh, because they are still flirting with each other. Yes, um, yes. And he says something because he does tell her a, fr- a, a good story that I kind of like. It's really quick where he says uh. She, uh, the story of the, the disciple who said he went to go learn to walk on water. Or ba- he said, uh, I'm going to go learn what you do. And he went for 15 years, to, comes back, learned to walk on water. And yeah. he said, you fool, I did that uh, 10 years ago with $5 in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Like, okay. Because there's obviously Godard means something about that. Like, there's not, like, he doesn't just put stuff randomly. Yeah, oh, yeah. Movies. But I don't know I don't what know, but, but directly he means by that. What? Do you think Godard puts things randomly in his movie? Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> no I, I mean, I, th- I think he has a plan for everything, obviously. Okay. It is jarring watching his style of, like, of like how he thinks compared to, like, our last series of, World, of like, Ozu. That was probably another <laughs> thing that, like, maybe That's I didn't like Contempt yeah. that much because, like... They they both I think Godard has like I do think he actually plans out every fucking shot obviously like he's not just like throwing random montage in there yeah like that's not what he does that's not what like Bertolt or, or Eisenstein did either like people might think they or Fellini Casanova or something oh, okay. yeah we'll get to that later yeah uh. but uh but yeah like coming from Ozu who literally everything's planned and so like so so like um. It's, it's so like yeah. it moves so freely basically like it's so easy to watch to come to like content I was like wow. <laughs> it's a bit jarring, I see. It was yeah. a little jarring. I see that, yeah. Because I have, yeah. I think actually, you saying the second half does come to more of it's like easier to watch even on a just. You yeah, have, yeah. Once you know what's kind of going on. Yeah. You know the dynamics. Yeah, the dynamics. Yes. Okay. And yeah. when you understand that the characters are more just doomed already. Yeah. You know, honestly, yeah. where you're not kind of just hoping, oh, maybe they will are a good couple yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's not like this. Because, yeah, this whole. We're talking about the apartment scene. Like, yeah, it's yeah. very like hot and cold like wishy-washy yeah. you don't know what's gonna happen because it's very like there's all there's like different like uh like i don't know how you say this like uh like one person's like mad at one person and uh and then they're, they're fine again but then they, they get mad at them again it's like hot and cold. you said hot and cold yeah yeah like it's 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 a scene like i don't i don't blame you for like not really driving with the scene this this scene because like or these scenes because 
it is definitely exhausting, but like I feel like that's kind of the point, though. Like, yeah, being like relationships in, get exhausting in, in that apartment. But dude, it, it's it's so like because uh, I even put this in my notes. I said uh, Qatar goes crazy in this. <laughs> like, dude, it's gorgeous the way she. Oh my like, god, this is where someone thinks so much of us do. It's like, how do you film the inside of a house when yeah. people are just having daily like, conversations? All the yeah. to make it look amazing. Like, oh yeah, gosh. and it's like their own ways because uh, like they're they're using like every room. Like yeah, they're using every room. There's like just. It's like super wide shots. Yes. So uh, it's like like only the head or only like you know, rectangle, very rectangle. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but <laughs> yes. only one part of the yeah, body yeah, at a time. Yeah. You know. Um, okay. Oh, dude, it's great. Because honestly, like, like breathless, it starts to feel like kind of stale a little bit when they're in the same room. Like, it still has some great shots in it, oh, like yeah. some very good art shots. But this one, like in the room, at least like it just visually on a visual oh, level, man. it's amazing. Yeah, that's honestly like and just like. Uh, he even used like the bathtub and stuff. Like it's yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he does that a lot. Like uh, I guess he, he does do that. Yeah, it's in a few. Was Pierre LeFou. He's also reading a book in like the bathtub. I think. I mean, doesn't does Breathless have one? Or maybe it's Breathless. No, I think. Uh, I think Pierre LeFou does. That might be no. Two other things I know better does. Too. Oh, it does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Either way, it's a it's a staple. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a, a staple. staple thing. But yeah, but yeah, like it's 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 a very like. And it's just they're talking about, you're kind of, kind of, you're trying to get hints into the relationship, but just by their conversation. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a big part, like how we said, like, you don't know what how, what's going to happen. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. But it's just like, it slowly breaks more and more down to unfixable, basically. Yeah. Honestly, but, it kind of reminded me of a little bit like a Lubitsch movie. Like when you watch like okay. a, their, like a relationship in a Lubitsch movie. Um, okay. Uh, where you see like, on the surface, they're, it's like a happy couple, but on the, when you, but you as the camera or the viewer gets to see the inside of it. It's more murky. Yes. I mean, yeah, it's a very perversive, like, voyeuristic thing, like, uh, which we'll talk about when we get to Altman. But, you know, <laughs> that's a thing that he does, uh, simply with some movies. But, anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not gonna say, like, I feel like I'm yeah. not gonna go into it's, detail. It's one of really. like, it's one of no, like yeah. we got the best. Just yeah, here. basically. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to say, like, the quote, because they do have, it, I'm pretty sure, I, I'd want to say it starts off with him saying, like, um, the quote, I thought Camille might leave me, it was a possible disaster, and then it ends with the quote, I thought Camille might leave me, it was a possible disaster, now that disaster had happened, and then Damn. it has her saying, we used to live in a cloud of unawareness and delicious complicity. Damn, that's very, that was like at the very, very end, article. that was like the very end of this, uh, of this part, of this, like, apartment part of the movie, yeah. which is why, yeah, I don't that's, know, that's, I just like, really that's like the most good quote. Because he also said that at the very beginning of it, too, so, but dude, it, it was it, just it, showing it, what you were saying, like, the deterioration of the entire relationship during yes, this yes. three minutes. <laughs> yes. No, that's a good quote, because yeah. it literally works for, like, uh, literally that Bazin, I'm just gonna call it that Baz, quote, Bazin quote, um, yeah. uh, about the how cinema is a kind of world of fantasy or something. Yeah. Uh, or it's a world that fills our desires kind of thing. Yeah. And maybe, like, maybe Godard's comparing that to how we kind of look for that in relationships, too, in other people. Yeah. You know, where, like, sometimes people just see relationships, how do I fulfill my desires with this other yes. person? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and another, another scene this reminds me of, I feel like, I feel like Godard had a, it was a pretty good chance Godard took inspiration from this movie, Citizen Kane, the, uh, the breakfast scene. Because mm. it shows, it there's shows, a few scenes like uh, I think of that the last or the scene where they're both talking like across the room from each other. Yeah, honestly, that too. House. But like, yeah, but, but yeah, specifically like the, the breakfast scene is like one location yes. showing the deterioration of a relationship, basically. Yes. But it says again, it's basically just like every breakfast he should like with just breakfasts, basically, like how they talk to each other, how they, and then at the end it's revealed like that scene's amazing. I, I, everyone knows that scene at this point. Yeah. I mean, See, this like, is a very classic Hollywood thing, um, or just a classic. 
not even Hollywood, just a classic film thing. Like, a, yeah, it was. This is a lot of films were about this kind of topic more in the past. I feel like. Okay, um, like okay, just like because I was thinking of the Ophuls movie, the earrings of Madame Day. Too. Okay, it's, like, it's like literally about this kind of topic we're talking about. Okay, um, and Lubitsch is. Well, I've seen someone compare this to Journey to Italy, which I haven't seen. Okay, <laughs> I know you've seen. You like Ross Nightingale? No, so. I do. That's more mm. interesting because I was thinking more Antonioni too at the end, but. Okay, uh, like uh, like Lenote, honestly, Lenote, yes. deterioration. That's about deterioration, and definitely um, La Ventura with the ending. Yes, okay, both movies. Okay, yeah, honestly, it looks very like I literally thought of La Ventura. That's the first thing I thought of is when yeah, they walk when we see that. Uh, where it's just like sunbathing and all that. We'll, we'll get to I guess yes, we're kind of. Yes, yes. I don't know where we are now. But. Well, then we we go to the theater real quick, which, uh, I, I it's like it's like I I don't I this this scene I kind of. Not really sure what what's the point of it really. Like uh, I don't know if you have a reason, but like uh, one, it's because they they go to the theater basically. Like and like I think this is where they say like they're going to Capri or whatever, uh, to to the to, sh- to the shoot and uh, like you see like Fritz Lang hitting on Brigitte Bardot, uh, Brigitte Bardot's character, and then uh, he says I think this is gonna be like this. This probably falls in line with your theory about the director, writer, and uh, producer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Fritz Lang has a quote where he says. Uh, he, he's talking to Bardot. He says, "Each morning to earn my bread, I go to the market where lies are sold and full of hope. I line up alongside the other vendors." And then Bardot responds, "What's that?" And he says, "Hollywood." Damn, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess in a way that is kind of outlying, reinforcing that what, what you thought. In a way. Yeah, but it's definitely his character is definitely. I feel like the most self-aware too. Honestly, uh, yeah. this idea, I mean, so, you know, I mean yeah, he's, he's just chilling. Like, no, yeah, he's literally back, just chilling. I mean, like, whenever exactly. the movie's taken away from him and everything, he's like, oh, well, it's well, kind of not, though. Because uh, this is what's, yeah. uh, especially the this is what I love, I kind of, I forgot to say this earlier, but I love the, well, one of the things I love about the opening kind of screening scene when they're watching the dailies. Yeah. And the, like, producer, like, gets pissed. Uh, just a classic producer watching the dailies. Yeah. Mad, mad. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know, there's so many yeah. myths, you know, there's so many stories about this of directors uh, throughout time. Yeah. Um, but he's, like, you know, freaking out and stuff. Yeah. But, like, Fritz Lang does not move at all. His, no, like, yeah. expression doesn't change. Like, he's, like, I'm just, like, it's just, like, oh, another day for just him. Just my movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, and he's, yeah. like, and then, because I love that scene, too, because he's like, uh, this is not what, uh, this is not what was in the script. He's like, this is exactly. Go read the script. This is exactly yeah. what's in the script. Yeah. And he reads the script. Like, okay, it's exactly what the script. But that's not what I wanted. Yeah. That's not yeah. what it meant. Uh, oh my god. But that's, that's kind of like the whole film tension, though. Like, this is what a film. Uh, like, what is a film? Yeah. Is it exactly what's on the page? Is it what the star wants? Is it what the producer wants? Is Honestly, it what the director yeah. wants? Okay. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And to point. me, at least, that that's what the ending is. Uh, I think Godard ends up with the film is more what the director and writer is, or that kind of combination. Yes, okay. Yeah, but, honestly, uh, damn. Now I really need to rewatch this now with that in mind. My goodness. But, uh, but then this is when we get, we get to the boat scene that we talked about earlier, where uh, he lets her go off uh, with the producer in the boat. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, is, there, is there another person that she goes off with? I think there's other people on the boat. But... Yeah, but like, he, he basically, this is kind of the signifying, like, this basically kind of is one of like the last I think it's showing the like, the power dynamics of the producer uh, star writer relationship where the writer is kind of the, at the mercy of the producer okay you know well really everyone oh, else the writer is the least important of these of all this entire group yes, yes. Oh, there's a writer's strike going on you can't say well, that yeah. but that's part of this whole that's honestly yeah, connected yeah. though like no, yeah. a lot of the writers are the scene that's least important or the yeah. most replaceable or whatever you know yeah, that's okay. why he's kind of just hired on oh just change the script really quick you know yeah, you're doing the odyssey Change the fucking Odyssey. Yeah. Like what? Like, <laughs> yeah, just a, oh man, just 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 write a few pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just write a few pages. 
Oh man, but then we also there's also a scene kind of uh, right after the scene like where uh, um, the rider is uh, on like this like mountaintop cliff top thing, and like the you're like looking off out of the scenery and it's like a beautiful shot uh, and like Lang's up there too. I forgot exactly what they said in that scene, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, uh, but it's uh, visually it's amazing. I, I just wanted to point that out. But but this is what when we get to like the Antonioni esque like. Uh, parts of the movie you know you, you have like a gla- like a pretty like empty like glass building that the, that they're like kind of around and uh this is when uh, I, I said earlier when Mikel sees the producer and Bouardo basically having an affair now yes yes and then the, he walks down the stairs a very antonioni s shot um but yeah uh then we get like the everyone's inside now and uh this is when Mikel finally says like i'm done like i, I don't want to do uh, I'm, I'm a playwright at heart or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he basically, like... Because I think this is where they, like, maybe... Uh, what I was saying a little earlier, like, maybe this is where Godard maybe comes to his conclusion of the producer and the star maybe come first, or, like, they are the primary relationship of a lot of films. Like, no matter what you oh, do. Yes, like, it's, yes. it's, uh, it's a Those are the two that comes first. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, this is a little different when today's, because... Uh, at least in my mind, the star in most of studio filmmaking today is not the a single star, it's the IP. Yes, yes. But that's what a star was. Yeah. Uh, for most of film I- history, is the star was the IP for a studio. Yeah. Yes. You know, like this is you're selling a, um, I don't know, like a yeah, K- 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 uh, why can I Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey like, Bogart. Like usually, like star, stars were usually. But I was thinking like, more like the female Hollywood stars. Of, uh, like like Marley like, Dietrich. Like, yeah. Yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, and like uh, uh, stars back then were even like. They were like attached to studios in general, like yes, literally. That's yes. that's but that's why studios. The same reason why studios want IP now, yeah, right, because they're attached to the studio directly. They can use them however they want, sell literally sell them however they want. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. Um, just make money that use them as a way to make money, kind of thing. Yes, yes, yes. But, um, um, but yeah. that's what that's kind of why I think this scene is kind of rep- showing of at least this is the writer coming to that realization himself. Okay. Of he has to almost let go of the star, you know. Okay. Um, yes, yes. Okay. Because the, the film is kind of almost like... It's almost from their relationship from the beginning is like... When they decide to go to Capri for the first place, it's not really made clear of... Does the producer invite the writer or the star okay. to come? Yeah. Because yeah. he says like... Uh, it's your, she keeps saying it's your decision, it's your decision. But it's almost like the whole time it's made to seem like he only wants her to be there. Okay. Okay. But also, do you think... Uh, do you think the significance of him... Basically, being a playwright is that something with the connection between theater and film, though? Or uh, I think so too. Just like theater, just writing in general. I mean, like, part of like at this point, like film, film's taking too much Maybe from theater. Like, because yeah. like kind of that's kind of a lot of what the French New Wave, in a way, was like. F- f- film is like uh, film is too literature. That's the- what I was theater thinking. Based. Literature. I guess if you combine literature and theater as one, but... yeah. Like, maybe he's saying something with that, like, him specifically saying, like, I'm a playwright, you know, like, you're, but... But I also think that's why it's significant that Fritz Lang is filming the Odyssey, too, because it is almost, like, film is, ha- has had to borrow from the arts like that. Yes. You know, that's part of what film is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay. But I think that's also what Godard's trying to break, too. Because, yes, like, yes. There, this is a movie that literally only Godard basically picked oh, yeah, up, it feels like. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of how Godard's yeah. feel, though. Like, yeah, he's just different breed, you know? Experimental. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but this is when we get to the rooftop, which you you were saying was very Antonioni-esque. Oh, yeah. Like, just, I can see kind of like, the relationship is broken at this point. It's just too 
yeah. almost like just like cause he, he, he even like he like even like kind of like at the beginning of the scene he kind of like tries to salvage it a little salvage it a little bit because he's like oh like when I saw you for the right here like it was like yeah, it was like yeah, the first time I ever saw you it, yeah but like it's like it's like so half it's just all like, dead yeah like there, there's it's it's over at this point like and like this and then she's like she's like telling him like uh uh like I I don't love you anymore I'll never love you again basically and then. Basically, she she because this is what this is the scene where she tells him she hates him for getting uh okay for yeah. making she says making I don't know if she says making or basically it's almost like basically making her get in the car with the producer at the beginning yes why yes. did you make me do that yeah you know? okay I mean it I guess it I don't know if it works it could work on a literal level you know like maybe I don't know if this happened in Godard's own life but it does definitely does happen in Hollywood you know um, okay. obviously this was a lot of what the Me Too movie was about producers mainly yeah. you know yeah well, not mainly like, obviously stars were involved too but yeah. Yeah. it was a lot of producers using that power for that reason on stars specifically yeah. you know and how okay. they use that kind of uh, power in Hollywood or just yeah, but, but, yeah. the studio system in general okay yeah that's a good point like yeah 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 and the you know, writers directors letting it happen you okay. Know? Yeah. Um, okay. That's that's kind of yeah. Well, because at the end of the day, the producer gets their paycheck too. So. Exactly. That's that, and this a lot of this movie is about. This is the producer knows he has at least this one kind of power, even if he doesn't yes. have creative control, which is yes. that, which is the whole tension of a film in general. There's the creative aspect, but also equally, yeah, the produ- production aspect of. There's also a lot of money that goes involved, and a lot of people work on everything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dang. Well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but then she jumps in the water and starts swimming, which. Is basically yes. like that's like the significant that's the good relationship yeah. like yeah the last time they see each other and it's the most like kind of just probably, also, like it doesn't make sense her well, you know no I think I think that's him saying that's the mermaid basically the, oh, the, oh, the, oh I didn't think about that because that yes, that's yes, basically that the exact sense. same shot it's a very so. yes that makes sense but, but anyway, what do you think that like means do you know how well a mermaid is well it depends on what you think a mermaid is I guess like it's a siren in the ocean to like call away like men basically. And to like lead them to their death, <laughs> essentially. And I didn't realize were like that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what they're that's what they're supposed to. So because they're like pirate stories, not it's pirate stories. They're just shipments. Yeah, just sea ship, stories. Yeah, just yeah. sea stories about yeah. Of what men and all, it's and always leads them to their death, basically. But. Little Mermaid episode next week. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can see <laughs> Danny's face. Oh no. Well, honestly, yeah, that makes honestly, sense. Blake probably knows some weird Japanese mermaid movie. There's definitely gotta be oh, some. There is. No, oh, there is. There probably is. Dude, no, but like, I have to think. But you say, you're saying that they leave men to their deaths. That's kind of what happened. Did we mention that? That's kind of what ties in with what happens to the him and her and the producer. Yeah, yes, sure. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. So, dang, actually, yeah. That actually does make Honestly, the. Like, I mean, because that is basically where we're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The red stick out. Yes. In this okay, last yeah, scene, yeah, like, yeah. very specifically. Like, we haven't seen red like this the whole time, basically. Maybe in the apartment a little bit. There was a, I think there's there's a red, there red blanket, there. too. There's yeah. some red in it, definitely. Yeah. But, like, this is like they're all wearing, he's wearing a red sweater, he has a red car. Yes. Yeah. And it's like the whole, it's like up, they're at a red gas station. Yes, okay. Um, and then they, they basically die. I think they get hit by a red truck. Well, they, he doesn't uh, even show the collision. He, he, like, they, they drive off. It's hear sound it. only. Yeah, and then, and then you, you, you see he it. just hangs yes. on it. And like, it's a very haunting shot. Oh, too. It, is. Like, it's it is. Disturbing. No, you, it's like, it's, that's what I was saying. It's a very, there's very similar use of the mannequin slash bodies in a... The, we, weekend. weekend, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like where you can tell they're mannequins, but it's still very like disgusting and like yeah. the way the bodies are. This, this is like this is like him. Like, this is like the the playing the seeds of like weekend. Like like oh he's like oh I can do that. Like that'd be interesting. Like put that in a whole full movie or something, you know. And it's definitely uh, another just like the what sound can do because what you hear before you see makes you already have in your head like oh this is gonna be a bad wreck. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. even when the mannequins seem a little fake ish, 
Even yeah. though I still, they still look more like. Honestly, still, they look pretty. They look your pretty head's horrifying. Yeah. yeah, no, they look. But it's still like horrifying in your head. Like, yeah, um, it is definitely. Man, it's, but but then that's not even the final shot of the movie too. Uh, it's no, the final shot. Yeah, amazing, it's, uh, honestly, it's, it's so oh good. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, but this goes what I was saying. These are the two final shots: producer and star dying, okay. and then the writer and director being like, "This is what Godard's kind of vision of cinema is: combining these two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. That actually makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. Because oh yeah. I mean, also as you can say the same. Like, so Mikael Piccoli's character goes and basically says goodbye to Lang, and they, we see them shooting the scene where uh, Ulysses sees his homeland. Apparently, in the movie, in the yes, story. Yes. Yes. And just you just you just see like and he just like the camera just slowly pulls it like uh, pushes forward, um, seeing Ulysses like. Uh, Staring off into it and then just like go to the like oh, uh, focusing yeah. on the ocean. This is what I'm saying. This is a very similar shot to the ending of Pierre LeFou. Yeah, when okay, the camera pans yes. across the water. At the dude, end. And the score playing. Oh, oh my gosh. Like, no, dude, because it. The more I'm thinking about it, it's like not only is it about Godard's kind of his, what his, he wants film to be in terms of combining the writer and director. Yeah. But maybe even like specifically that he's showing Fritz Lang filming Ulysses. It's almost like he's saying like this is kind of what film was at some point too. Yeah, well, like he, a, like, when, Lang did a, uh, he did a Siegfried movie, which is a big German uh, mythology stuff. Okay. So yeah. he's definitely now done I definitely stuff want to watch like that. that. Yeah, he's he's I need to watch Lang in general, before. but like, uh, yeah. But basically, kind of just showing like maybe th- there already were films like this already. Okay, we're like the hero, uh, like where the director and the writer. This is oh, kind okay. of the whole. Oh, this is saying, yeah. uh, what kind of auteur theory was in a lot of ways was yeah. combining the writer and director. Right, this is what the film was. And, you know, in Chaplin's case, the, the actor, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Takashi Kitano. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking that more together. Tati, like, Tati? I just love... Uh, Tati, too, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Even though he's I, more decentral... He's not the center, as those two are. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah okay, yeah. But I, 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 I just want to give a shout-out to my boy right there, you know? They just wanted to give a shout-out to Kitano. Who has <laughs> a movie coming out this year. He so does. We'll definitely he be does. Coming oh, yes. So. We will. We will, for sure. Oh, dude. It looks so good. I love that you love Kitano. Oh yeah, no! I'm so glad I watched that. I, I literally only watched it because I read the description and I saw the background image for it on Letterbox. It's like which yeah, one? Persona Two. It's a great. Oh one. yeah, great yeah, way yeah, to yeah. Yeah. Have to watch. But, honestly, but yeah, uh, that's that's contempt. I, I'm really glad we talked about this because honestly, I, I, like, I like it, I like it more, it more now too. Yeah. I like it even more. Like I was sort of like, a lot of talked about. Like I gave it five stars initially. Like there's part of me like thinking like, okay, did I was I overrating it a little bit? But then like talking about it now, there's like no way I was. Like this movie's amazing. I'll, I'll it is. happily. Uh, Praise that, but anyway, we're getting into you didn't sigh, but uh, it was almost like you realized, like, after the, the high of this one, uh, ending that one, yeah. Now so, we're, we're getting to uh, we fully... don't hate it, we don't hate it, no, yeah, I like, don't, they kind of hate it though, that's the thing. Like, uh, we're, get, we're getting to Casanova, Fleeney's Casanova, which is a movie I love a lot. This is what uh, I don't understand, that's what I, you have to defend more than uh, anything. <laughs> <laughs> defend uh, your love for this movie, so I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> Obviously, as you can probably tell, these two guys weren't the biggest fans of this movie. Uh, I, I specifically love I love Fellini in general. I did the Fellini series, and, uh, you know, it, it, the, I, I've seen, I think I've seen every single Fellini feature at this point. Uh, like, pretty much. Like, I think there's, like, orchestra rehearsal, which I don't even know if really counts, but I still need to watch that. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, Casanova, I love. Uh, I'll say why I love it. Like, it's like, it's like kind of him merging... Little Trevita, which is like one of my favorite flame movies with Satyricon, where it's like, it's the portrait of a, an episodic portrait of a man, like losing, like showing like losing his soul, but like not even like really losing his soul because his soul is basically already gone. 
like showing the decay and how empty his lifestyle is um and how meaningless a lot of his encounters are uh you said it's the merging of Dolce Vita and Polini's Tower Swain Tyrkon's setting, I should oh, Yeah, I, I was like, so it's taking my two least favorite Polini movies and merging them together. <laughs> yeah. to uh, no, but him saying that, specifically the, specific the one you said there at the end, you could have just cut and paste that because you, you weren't on our Barry Lyndon review. I wasn't. You weren't. But you could have basically, we could have cut you in there. So you could have said the same thing about Barry Lyndon. Um, and it would apply. I mean, they're both amazing movies. Like, I, I don't want to like. They, no, they no, I'm just saying uh, that in my head, they're very. They have these very similar themes, and they're kind of not the exact same eras. Obviously, they're not the same eras or anything, but they have this kind of past. Uh, not nostalgia, but maybe past decadence to it. You know, they want decadence, to show you that, that's a good yeah, way to. Yeah. Like, okay. The way you talk about Visconti, nobility, you know, royalty. You know. Yes, yes, that kind of yeah. That okay. Era. Yeah. That world too, more yeah. than anything. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah why yeah. people are attracted to it, and you know why it leads people down. To yeah, people's okay. But I guess I'll before we get into it. I, oh yeah, I should say the movie looks amazing too. Uh, that's like a big part of also why I love it. Like it's one of Fellini's best looking movies in my opinion. But I would agree. Which is crazy. Okay, so I've seen fourteen Fellini, which is honestly he has, I'm okay. But he's like he, he, he has like 14, to be honest, he has like eight movies that like I could say like this is one of Fellini's best looking. See, that's movies. what I'm saying. Like what when you say the best looking, I say top eight. Them. Fine, you know I'm not gonna argue because you could say that about anything. But yeah. if you're saying like top three, that's what it's like. Come on, I need to give him more thought before I. But it's not crazy because this movie is like literally looks so good. But you can't I, criticize I, the visuals in this movie. I agree with Luke on this one. It looks good. I've seen fourteen. It's a solid. Fourteen. Solid. Just call it crazy to say. But anyway. I'm proud of myself too. Let, 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 let's see what the haters have to say, what, uh, what their overall thoughts are, you know, but, uh, Blake, uh, You're you saying think? hater, but we've both seen, like, <laughs> most of his movies. I, I, I said Cassanova Cass in general. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, I was, I was about um, that. well, no, I do agree with you that the visuals are the best part of this movie, I think, by far. Okay. Like, they're one, they're honestly some of the only things that kept me invested on it, if I'm being completely honest, is the visuals. Like, cause like even during some of those fucking sex scenes, like there are a lot of, a lot of sex scenes where I'm just like, I like sex scenes, but but these ones, I was like, oh man, I don't, I can't, I don't know about this man. But I think okay. that's kind of the purpose in the movie. Yes, it it is. kind of, especially yeah. over time where they're supposed to get more just tedious. Like yeah. he's just doing it's it. It's a big part of the it, sex yeah. scenes, which uh, is that they they're almost like. They're like clockwork. You yeah, the, no, the, that's why I was. That's why I was about yes. to say. That's why I liked some of the sex scenes. Like that's why I still like they were in there because I like how it ha- how it always had the fucking bird, like this clock bird playing yes. that stupid music. And then like I love, I especially love the scene where it gets broken because that's obviously a huge yes. part of the movie. But um, uh, yeah, in in general, I don't love it, but I don't I don't hate it. I don't I don't think like, I hate yeah, it as much as yeah, yeah, okay. Honestly, okay. This, you saying that it, this shot was shot by the same guy that did all that jazz and on record and, and Roma and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Explains like just late, the, all, so. all that jazz has a little more connection. Just thinking about it now, it does like, in a way. Yes. In terms of watching, this is what the lifestyle does to someone over time. Yes. Yeah, so this like yeah. This like. Uh, uh, the pra- the debauchery, like, but also style, like you can see the appeal to it too. You know, especially in that yeah. world. There are certain scenes where you can definitely see the appeal. In Casanova, yeah, yeah. I mean, in both okay, movies. Okay, okay, maybe. I don't, I, uh, like, like, what, what do you specifically mean? Like, the- I mean, j- just to have sex with a bunch of women. Okay, <laughs> I mean, it's especially it's definitely- at that time time period. You know. Yeah, I guess so. Like, yeah, it, it's. In a way, I think what Flynn kind of is why there's so much sex in it because he's kind of like in, in a way he's differentiating what is sex and what is love. Like, is sex truly love? Like, I, it, short Casanova is having sex with a lot of women, 
But does he is he truly like have love? Like is he is, does oh, he no. truly know what love is? But that's the thing. Like I don't even know if there's a tension of that. Of like, is there even a hope of there's love? Oh, yeah. I just I think don't he's think saying he it's more like it's over. Much. Like he's already chosen that other path of just sex, basically. I mean, he's sympathetic towards Casanova, though. That's the thing. I, yeah, because uh, Fellini actually. That's because he's the very original much script. He was a lot more. I read that he was a lot more. Uh, uh, he, he he had a lot more contempt towards. Uh, the, okay. play, <laughs> but he had a lot more contempt towards uh, Casanova because he thought he was like inability to love. Yeah. But yeah. then he, uh, I think he, he wrote. There one, are certain moments for sure. He, where you get he wrote of one of the scenes, of... and then basically that's what kind of got him to uh, to write in that ending. With the dream sequence and everything, because in a way he's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I have more empathy towards him now, because I understand that like, yeah, it's because it's, 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 he's it's lived a, that life too. He understands. That. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, he made yeah, the reason theater. why. Yeah, he, I mean, uh, Fellini, I think, is great at filming decay in, in general. Like, yeah, he did it in La Dolce Vita. So. Eight and a half, you could definitely say yeah, is decay. Was, like, just in general, uh, he's like, he's I have missed today's eight and a half. You know. Let's let's not do that. That's a great looking movie. It is. It's one of his best looking movies. Okay, let's let's get off of the. I'm just saying, it's a great looking movie. That's all I said. I don't don't know why you have so much contempt for. (laughs) (laughs) Why you have so much so so much disdain for the? I don't. It's not disdain. It's just you're at more. I think I said this for La Dolce Vita too, and it reminds me of this one is, it just. It doesn't seem like it has a like it just it's crowding. It's way too much crowded and almost it's tiring, you know. Oh, definitely. Okay. But to me, at this, like it was like it made me like long that. for the days of watching La Dolce Vita compared to this one. It just like you know when people talk about Michael Bay movies, and I hear their criticisms. Like mm-hmm. this is what they sound like to me. Probably when I'm when I'm t- this like when they say they get tired of how much action it is. There's just too much going on. Like yeah. they can't pay attention. Yeah. That's kind of how I got the feeling watching this one a little bit. Okay. Especially when it feels very repetitive. It's okay, we get it. it. This guy has a lot of sex. But, you know? Okay, like, but I think... Um, I, I guess we're probably already in the movie right now. But, like, uh, specifically, I think the monotonous sex scenes, the repeating of them, it shows how meaningless each one is. Yes, it does. That's kind of the that. point it of it. But it was like, I got this point, like, you know, an hour and a half. Get, yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, I got it, I got it pretty early. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Like, like it's, um, I could definitely see why you don't like it. But but maybe, that's, why, that's why, I, I guess I've already given away, like, kind of what I think, but I was going to say, like, I don't want to give away too much, because I, I, most of the time when we talk about the movie, I, I come out of it, like, liking it more. Okay. You know, so maybe well, I don't hopefully, like it Hopefully, hopefully I have really, the, so. the skills, probably not, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, I have some hope, maybe. I just found myself watching it, um, where I'm just like, oh, really, another one of these? Like, we're going through another cycle, no. really? Like, he hasn't I mean, learned his lesson, I, the or he hasn't, told you he hasn't clashed dead yet, or something, you know? like, I watched the first 30 minutes, and then we went to dinner, and I... yeah paused it and i was like surely there's not there's not like but an hour and a half maybe left and oh, i saw there was like two hours left i was like oh my god <laughs> uh, i mean personally Honestly, that first scene is kind of interesting the first scene is like uh, it's one it's one of the visually like crazy oh it's amazing the, the first, the first oh scene is god. amazing like, yes i love the first scene it's like the, I, I thought i was getting into something completely different than what i actually got into after the first scene honestly but it's just cool on that but you know uh like the first scene, it's like this like Large, uh, I kind of t- it doesn't exactly tell you specifically, it's it's, it's very symbolic because there's nothing to do with like Casanova specifically. Like, uh, Casanova is Casanova's not in the scene, it's this like large, well, celebrity. he is, he's wearing the ghost, the kind of mask at the end, is he? Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that, I didn't notice that because he's it's like the last shot of him is in the crowd with the mask, and then it cuts to him with the mask, but he's like near a boat or something. I didn't, okay, I didn't, for some reason, I didn't notice that, but like. 
Yeah, uh, he has a sheet and a. Oh, but in yeah, a way, they're like there's like fireworks in the background, and everything, yeah, yeah, and like uh, they're basically like coasting this like totem thing, a uh, big totem head out of the water. It's the head of Venus. Head of Venus. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah She's yeah. a massive goddess in Roman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like and like basically. Like, oh yeah, they're trying to bring her up. Yeah, they're trying like, to bring her, but then she, yeah. which by the way, the model of it's amazing. Oh yeah, oh, it's it looks great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's like all these fireworks, it's like commotion, everything. It's like this is Fleen. I, I love Fleen when, when he just goes large scale. Uh, chaos, like it's, it's. I love it personally. I mean, but I mean, I love, I, I love those things. Yes. But, uh, but yeah. But then when when he starts rising out of the water, uh, it uh, it sinks. Then uh, for some reason, uh, it, it doesn't. It just kind of break the rope breaks. But this know? this obviously you're not really you don't really understand the scene until the end where it comes back. It's it's like a full circle thing, which we'll, we'll talk about okay. when we get there. Um, but then this is when after this scene is where we get to see the introduction of Casanova, which. Specifically, there's a detail in the scene. Uh, you guys notice the waves in the scene. How it's like very plastic. It's like, it's very obviously fake. Yeah. Kind of have a look at it. Yeah. Uh, he it's made studio. Fellini specifically did it this way to kind of point out the plasticity of his life. Which... Oh, yeah. But see, which, that's what I'm saying. They're like, Inner Vista does that way better. Like, a lot of his ma- later films are about this. Where he's on purpose showing you the the plastic, like almost plastic nature of film itself. You know, where most of okay. the time... Like well, he, I, I think it'll it's be more filmed in a studio, but you're using close-ups to hide the kind of fake aspect. Well, I don't think he's really talking about film in this one, though. He's, he's not talking about itself. Fast Nova, uh, but, but yeah, but when you say plastic, like kind of the fake aspect. But this isn't the, the only studio. thing that points it out, though. That's what I'm gonna say. Like it's it's a specifically what I'm gonna get to at the end, like the doll. That's another plastic thing. Because that, that's that's what he has to resort to at this point. Like he's his his yes. uh, his, his soul is so like empty yeah, at this see, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of that's kind of the significance of the doll. It's, it okay. it's connects with it. So you're saying like uh, Fleeny's almost saying he's like that. Him like just filming on a bunch of sets now. Hmm. Uh, in his later career is kind of the same way like Casanova just choosing a place. I, I, that could now. be a reading, honestly. I, I would have to think about like because think about Fleeny's started as a neo realist. Filming yes. everything real life, you know, trying to make as things true as possible, almost. Yes, you know? yes. And then Flaming late career, that's like you're saying, it's all set space, like almost yes. showing that you're f- how fake it is and everything. Well, yeah, okay. So are you almost like, like Casanova just willingly, openly choosing a fake person. Oh. You know, that could honestly, that's a, that's like a. Yeah. I honestly just thought of that. I could see that. I could see I, that. like it is kind of an interesting scene of them dancing together at the end, which is it's, like it's, I've. I love that scene. Like so I mean, much, think about it, dude. Like he was kind of right. Into, like I don't know if he was saying it specifically, but. Sex dolls are just more and more popular, you know. Like, <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, that yeah. thing is ba- it's a sex doll. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's a sex it definitely doll is. Like, sure. uh, I, I love because it kind of also reminds me of uh, a scene in a Powell and Pressburg movie, uh, Tales of Hoffman, but with with a mechanical doll that uh, the character falls in love. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I just want to get. I love that movie, but uh, but specifically, I'm not gonna go and see ex machina. Honestly, sure. yeah. It's way know. different. I mean, some yeah, way different. Obviously, things, but... that's more so Blade Runner twenty four. I mean, they're, they're both. They're yeah, both. Blade they're both yes, kind of. Yes. Uh, th- this one, along with Satirical, we talked about Satirical being like. Fleeny said it's like his science fiction in reverse. It's science fiction. Yeah. Reverse. His science. His like, His version of a science. Yeah. His movie. science fiction movie. This, in a way, is kind of the same way because, like, yeah, there is like a time period, but like. It's very no, fun. yeah. The like, one animatronic doll is very, very sci-fi. But like in general, just the whole movie, though, like in a way. Uh, no, I actually, I actually agree with you because the first time they fucking play his clock, t- his clock, or like he starts his bird, yes. like the jeweled bird or whatever it is, and it plays that music. I was like, dude, this is like some techno futuristic. Like, yeah. like it was uh, great. It was yeah, awesome. it's the bird when they're like, yeah, yeah, whenever they're having sex. Yeah, the first yeah. Uh, the boyer scene, the boyer scene. Oh man, but like uh, this is what I'm talking about though. It lasts way too long. 
Yes, uh, like, <laughs> I can agree with like, that. Like, dude, just coming back from kind of, and this is another Ozu aspect. It's like why I love Ozu, where like he will not sh- okay, like. Can, can you imagine? Like, like the way Ozu would show a sex scene is by never showing it. Okay, he would, he would show like he would show like one foot entering the door, and then you would see them both walking out and be like, "That's the sex scene." Did you like, imagine? This is all you they're they're both great. They're, uh, we can't. Okay, it's like, they're much different though. Like you can't even compare them. Like, they are different. This is why I like film where you can do both sides. But it's like I prefer one way, okay, like, especially true. where it's like, "Come on, we get it." Like they have a lot of sex in the scene. I see what you're saying. It does go on for long, but a like, long I, time. I don't I, mind it as much with this one because it's trying to establish who he is as a lover. But even knowing what's coming up is like really like okay, but I I. I find these sex, all these sexes hilarious too. They are funny though. I will they are like, like it is supposed these, to show these, like some of them are funny. Here's some of the funniest like choreo. Especially yeah, this like one how, ends where it's like just shows kind of like him like just humping over and over again. He's like sweating. That's kind of how everything ends like in a way. Like it's like when, when, when he shows you that like uh, first person perspective of him like you know yes, doing yes, the thing. Over, it's yeah, kind of scary over. in a way because the way yes, he shadows his yes, face yes, and like especially with the sex doll one at the end too. Yes, 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 yes. But like. But I love this one because, uh, especially the end, because so obviously they're, they're doing this for the guy who actually owns the house. It's like a king of something. Yes, or, yes. Uh, it doesn't really matter, but like, uh, he's, uh, he's watching it. And uh, uh, after the scene, like, uh, the, the, the guy's applaud the guy on the wall is applauding uh, Casanova. And Casanova, this is a big thing, he starts like speaking like, Oh, well, like, uh, but like my uh, my alchemy research or whatever, like. I love this. This yes. is what I was saying. This is what I, was, uh, I like this scene, though, is like. Uh, the fact that he's like trying to show that I have other aspects to it was like yes. this is what he's gonna be known for basically. Basically, yeah, like um, he, he, he can't he is. can't escape. Yeah, uh, what uh, his this lifestyle. This is the like, path basically. Yeah, um, it's, it's a destined thing for him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, let me see where we're at. And this goes with more what you're saying is like Fleeney making him more sympathetic. Like just him yes. saying that alone makes him a little more sympathetic. Like, yeah, and, I, and, that, and that comes up later too, like yeah. uh, specifically within the story. Um, but then he, uh, I mean, I'm not gonna get super in depth. Like, but like. Uh, he gets like uh, uh, in prison, which then he we get a flashback to like uh, specifically a situation where he had an affair with a dressmaker, which I the, some of the acting in this is like so over the top, but I kind of love it honestly. I know you guys probably wouldn't weren't, aren't super into it. I, I, I get it, I get it, but like, I get it. <laughs> I, it's like uh, I don't even know how you describe it. It's like it's like so over the top. It's like it's like even more. It's like over the top for over the top. And like, which one is this? The, dress the, the dressmaker. The dress and then when she goes, and he has like lunch or something with one of like a girl, a woman. Yeah, he, he, then, then he has like the affair with yeah, the, the affair. Uh, with with one of the employees. Like the it's like uh, I'll, I'll say his plea was definitely an ass man. Oh yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, see. I mean, because the opposite. Yeah, the opposite. opposite. Yeah, it's a very similar except for the he likes both. both. Okay, you know, or maybe he evolved over time. <laughs> that's a good point that's a good point there's, there's a lot of scenes of the, like shots of that like cause it's um, so funny they're like talking you don't know exactly what they're talking about initially when they're like talking about her ass basically uh, but then when she lifts up her skirt and oh like God. oh that's what they were talking yeah, about that's, like, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I, but, uh, that was one of the scenes where I was like oh my god yeah you, it's you, like how many more how many how, how long do I have left of this movie no, I'm just kidding uh, <laughs> no, and I love how like there's not even like a you don't even really see him like tr- like it's very like episodic so it's like you're, you're just like jumping yeah. forward and forward and forward. Like it, it's, I kind of like that. It's just like I like the the repetitiveness of it. I'll, I'll come out and say. I it. mean, I do like repetitive. Like Ozu's are super repetitive. We just talked about this, but I mean, yeah, it's different. It's just, way different. Just, I don't know. This I one just feels know. tiring to me. I, I I can't blame you. Like I I can't like uh, change your opinion on that. But, like I get, I get what you're saying. Uh, but yeah, and then we okay. Then we get to the older woman hookup, which I also this might be my favorite hookup in the movie, honestly. <laughs> a crazy sentence uh but uh 
Specifically, I love the candle hat he wears. Yeah. The, the, hat, the hat where he has, like, the candles on top of him. Well, yeah. I don't know what this whole scene is about. Well, it's a, because uh, she's cause, trying cause, to, like, get born into someone, some other kid yeah, she, or something. Yeah, she... she some, uh, which I was, I'm pretty sure that, she, that she, Mira she, is that supposed to be about. Like, she's supposed to be looking at herself during sex. Well, yeah, so... Uh, she's, like... She, 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 she's, like, uh, enamored by Casanova's knowledge of alchemy. Yeah. And basically, like, it's, like, this thing where, like, uh... She, she wants to, uh... She thinks that if he has sex with her a uh, uh, repeated amount of times, mm-hmm. like a ritual or whatever, then that'll transform her soul into a man, and then she can live forever. She says something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Which and then and then like and then like she's like she because she's old. She's like, oh yeah, look at my assistant over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do it so oh, she can yeah. stay like uh, stay uh, hard. Stay hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, this is this needs to be like an eighteen plus podcast. Like, <laughs> this is rough. Yeah, uh, some of the subject matter, but you know, I'm not, not saying roughly because the movie's bad, because the movie's amazing, but like, pretty adult stuff in this movie. It's yes, not, it's not, it's not, don't not, show this not, to kids. Not, not a movie for children. No, not, <laughs> not at all. I mean, neither one, honestly. Oh, yeah, Contempt too, of course. Like, um, yeah, that's a nude podcast today, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly, that's another connection. Sex. The, yeah. a, lot, a lot about sex. A lot about sex. Yeah. Or kind of just a filmmaker's relationship to sex. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so, then, uh, we get to, uh... Have we already got to where he escapes? Yeah, yeah, uh, yes. Because I think, yeah, because that, that's, he escapes after the flashback of the dressmaker. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Um, but then after that's when the, he hooks up the old woman. Okay, okay. And, and, and then we get to the point where he, like, he, he sees, like, Oh, this is my like. Th- this is the love of my life. Basically, he sees this girl. The Hungarian woman or something. Uh, I th- think so. Uh, it's her name's Henriette. Really? And basically, like he spends the night with her, like, and uh, basically when he wakes up in the morning, she's gone. Yeah. Because basically, like uh, the she's like uh, she's like indebted to like a court of high officials, basically, like her like herself, her love, basically. Um, and I mean, it's it's in a way like is this where we meet the Hunchback? No, uh, at the party. No, that's later. Uh, I think this is actually. I think I think this is the scene actually. Yeah. Where they're talking really? about how they uh, how great women are, and I, th- I think and that's when the they're scene. staring at it. That's Taylor later. The table. That's, that's later. later because she. That's the one that rocks his world. Because <laughs> this is the one I'm talking about. That though. is her. That's, that's the one. That's the one. That's the. That's this one. This is the one I'm talking about. The one where this is like the, the Hungarian girl. woman the wasn't the hunchback though. No, no, the hunchback is the guy, guy at the party. It is a guy. Oh, okay. Not the well, because there's there. Okay, okay. Because there's a girl, girl hunchback too. No, this is like when the redhead and him at the party with the hunchback host unit. Gotcha. He kind of looks yes. like a, a we, vampire kind of. I don't know, a Dracula kind of character. Honestly, yeah. Because yeah, what, what do you say again? What do you? I don't know. I, I was just asking if that's where we were. Like, I think, yes, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, the hunchback's the guy who wake who who when Casimir wakes up, he sees in the room too. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. uh, I think that's what you're talking about. And, like, he, basically, he's the one who told him, like, yeah. Because he has this great moment. I will say this is a really great moment where he says this kind of, He's, like, there's this antique proverb about what's lighter than feathers, ashes. What's lighter than ashes, wind. What's lighter than wind, woman. What's lighter than woman, nothing. Damn. And the way he says it is just, like, so weird. Like, yeah. honestly, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, like, I watched it. I had to go back and watch it a few times, yes. too, because it was, like, just so weird the way he said it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I was, like, this every, is, this everyone is, is char- plenty, like, 
he like this is another example of he knows how to cast like faces and voices and stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. Like everyone in this movie has like a distinct face. Oh yeah. yes, and like uh, especially this guy. Okay, did we talk about also Especially Donald this. Sutherland's the lead in this movie? I feel like yes, we should. we should have mentioned that. Yeah, I realized that a little later as the as he I was never aging. realized that's the right now because he has prosthetics on for no, uh, the beginning of it. Because yeah, okay, that's that makes more sense. Yeah. That makes more sense. Because as they show him as more an aged character later on, that's where yes. it starts to stand out a little more. Yes, which is like it's kind of crazy. Like the guy who's in like the Hunter Games is like in a Fellini movie. Okay, but that's not what he's known for. Is it? What's he else's? Okay. Oh, don't look now. He's in Don't Look Now. Uh, I, 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 I haven't seen his other movies. I'm sorry. Damn, you should have Donald Sutherland known for the Hunger. What else was he known for? Sorry, okay. No, I, we gotta cut that I haven't seen. I know. We gotta cut that out. We'll keep it in. No, we're definitely. I I can't. I. I haven't seen many of his movies. I apologize. This guy, dude, I just looked up. You start 193 movies. <laughs> What's his He's movie? in Double Actually, okay, according to but I, I mean, Letterboxd, that's the most popular movie. The Letterboxd. I mean, uh, The Hunger oh, Games. Yeah. And then Pride and Prejudice. Okay, but. Oh, yeah, he is in Pride and Prejudice. I forgot about that. Okay. That, that I didn't recognize that, he, that this was Donald Sutherland until you guys just said He's a mash. Oh, he is a mash. Animal he's House. Like, he's like one of the leads in Mash. Dude. Buffy the Vampire Player. Okay. So was he speaking Italian, or was he, they, were they dubbing him in Italian? I think they were dubbing him. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, they were dubbing him in Italian. Because there was... Because I asked you guys, because my download was... Okay, so here's the thing. I actually so found stupid. out my download was English. Okay, because yeah. like... Well, the English dub is, is very the English good. English dub is really good because it matches his lip sync. It does. Because he's speaking English. I was like... I was like I was I, watching his mouth. I was like, "Is this motherfucker yeah, speaking English?" I completely right now? forgot. Like, I completely forgot that I, I this I, that I watched yeah. English. But yeah, it is. It, no, the it English dub was not terrible actually. Yeah, for why I watched it, because there's, 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 uh, there's quite a few. There's quite a few actors that are American too. Like, yeah. there's a little French actors too. Like, yeah. it's all around the world kind of uh, casting. Um, yeah, I, I, I did. I did switch back to Italian because Danny Levy had his. But, um, but yeah, I, I also read that like apparently like uh, Mar- like there was a lot of American actors that were uh, thought of for the role, and Marlon Brando was one of them, which would have been interesting. I'm not gonna lie, that like, a wild movie. <laughs> Dude, Clint Eastwood would have been great in this though because he just did a, he did the Beguiled also. The Beguiled. I would have been interesting to see him in this kind of role. It would. I mean, Donald Sutherland did a great job in my opinion though. Like, and his face is like so, no, he did like, good. Yeah, no, his face I mean, is Donald so Sutherland was a great too, actor, like in the so. movie. Like it's like such a like a. It stands out a lot. It does. In my it does. Opinion, but um, it's the like long face. Yeah. Yes. Know, yeah. Like, and like this makeup is really good yeah, too. Like, and, yeah. It shows kind of. Cat- it's makeup. like it's like a character. The in makeup itself, is else. made just amazing the entire movie. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, Flea in general is really good. But um, but yeah, we uh, then uh, Casanova. We we cut to Casanova in like London, and basically he gets uh, robbed by two women, and then the, here we get like a. Fellini going, you know, full on, you know, like, uh, like very dreamy, like yeah. a surreal sequence where he he gets robbed and then basically he tries to attempt suicide uh, by drowning himself, and then like he gets like somehow he gets out, but then he's like in this like really foggy haze where he like wanders into this like uh, super like uh, monster like fair in a way. Well, he gets sa- it, he doesn't get saved. He's he, trying to drown himself, and then he sees that like okay, a woman in a okay, boat or whatever. No, he sees like that. He sees like a couple a people woman and a child. Like, yeah, right? a woman and a child, child like okay. a canoe or whatever. Because yeah. I, I I honestly love this scene. This is why I okay, love Lee. Okay. Honestly, is like these surrealist moments. But um, yeah, because that does lead him to the circus later yeah. on. Which, he's like, wait, this, wait, no, because dude, this reminds you guys have both seen Work Master Harmonies, right? Yes, with the whale. Like the whole part of a big part of that movie is about the whale. Yeah, just in the town, and they're all. 
I mean, a lot of it's just they're going to look at a bunch. Yeah, what and that reminded me of this, too. Because they're seeing, it, like, Mona the whale. Okay. And yeah. one of the shots of them, like, they're like, go, come and, come and look, literally come okay. and look inside Mona the whale. And there's, like, a great shot of them. Like, yeah. all the, like, a few, like, a bunch of men walking on, in, like, in a row, basically, inside as they go inside to see Mona. I didn't think about that, Patrick. Yeah, you're right, honestly. But, yeah, that's, like, but this whole fair sequence is, like, amazing. Because, like, it's, like... You you like you you like you like you like the camera like so like it kind of reveals itself. It's like super haunting. It's like straight yeah. out and there's like a yeah. like a circus uh, PA announcer yeah. like yeah, announcing okay. the Mona saying what the Mona myth is about. Yeah, as okay. like it shows people walking inside literally. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. No, it's I basically love, something I like only film can do, which is like Blake said, why Honestly. I felt like fleeing alone, but uh, I mean, that, but filming generally I mean, yeah, is so did, great. This is like this is like another like just like an example of like what makes Flee such a visual stylist it, 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 too. It, it, like, it's, a good, it's a good moment for sure. But like. But then we he like basically like uh, there's like all these like uh, dwarves and stuff and like he's like armless arm wrestling uh, them uh, and there's like a, a, a princess that's like really ugly. <laughs> like really, really. Hey, that's kind of the point of her though. Like and then like basically like the, the, the debauchery here is he pays to see your uh, bathe with two dwarves basically. Um, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. But there is a we okay. I do. There's a good quote because there's that that drunk guy who's like uh, who quotes the Chinese poet. Okay, where he says, uh, okay, the, the poem is, so he says he quotes a Chinese poet, 8th century Long Haose. When I am drunk, I know neither the sky nor the earth. I lie alone, immobile in my bed. Until the end, I forget that I exist. In that moment, my happiness has no limits. Okay. And then apparently, I think that guy, that same guy says a little later, he says to Casanova, because Casanova's like, I don't agree with that or something. I think he, they, okay. they're basically arguing, and he says, yeah. uh, where do your travels in the... Uh, where do your travels and the bodies of women take you? No place. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Because yeah. Cause well, the like, perfect because right after this scene, we have the we have the scene of him actually having sex with the hunchback woman too, yeah. and that scene is literally that quote of like yes, he's yes. he's literally just in bliss in that scene. It's insane. Yeah. Honestly, basically, he's trying. That's what he's trying to reach. This kind of moment where he forgets yeah. everything. Basically, yeah. man. Like yeah, this this is like a big part of the movie. That, like yeah. for me, like that why I love it. It's just I like, think it is. You could say like maybe if I watched it again, you would get more deeper into like fleeing, saying like, or how, just any man dealing with addiction or yes. kind of just uh, someone who's gone too far. Maybe you know. Yeah, it's like it's like I, I love specifically in film in general. Like it's why I love Antonioni too a lot. Like seeing like how soulless a person can be. I love see, seeing mm. that through film. Yes, I, I and that's why the reason why I love Casanova in this movie because yes. you really see that through him. Like. And we're still going to get to scenes where it's like he kind of hints at his past, like why he is this way, like what what his motivations are. But in the end, it doesn't really matter. It's like just like one scene, basically, which it's between his mother and him. Which, uh, but yeah, and then uh, he goes to a this is this is the competition scene I think is next, where basically he gets in a he gets a bet with someone that. Uh, who can have the most orgasms? Yeah, this in, is in an this, hour. this is the one where I'm just like I don't understand. But, like, <laughs> just a classic Fleeny wrote this, you know. He was like, yeah. oh, I can't wait to film this one. You know, <laughs> okay, I can't I can't disagree with you, but like, I can't wait to film this one. In a way, it's showing how sex has even become sport to him. Okay, yeah, like and nice. that like that's that's like basically like that's meaningless at this point. Like, or maybe I don't even know if it's become sport or like like he's trying to prove it always has been. Okay, yeah, okay. You know? like like what do you, like. He's always seen as this, I'm trying to be the best, I'm yes, the competition okay, for yeah. him, you know, he's just on the spot, ready to go, kind of, you know, like, yes. I'm ready to prove myself. Yes, yes, yes. Like, it's, like, that's how he's seen sex in women in general, as this kind of concrete, yes. you know, oh, man. I mean, just, maybe more, ma- I guess you could say masculine attitude towards, uh... Yeah, women, I mean, which is, like, a very, like, I feel like, still a thing today, obviously, like... Oh, yeah. Well, he's also are. just, this is, like, 
he's saying that he's doing this out of like an intellectual stance too, and it's like the See, man. But that's versus how he's trying to animal. justify it. No, yeah. that's how. But then, but then you, but yes. then Fellini always shows both the of them the exact same fucking way. It's like he's when just, you see like they're how, both animals. Like how embarrassing it actually. Yeah, like, that is yes. true. When you actually see it, it's like you're not yeah. seeing it. It's like. When yeah. I accuse some movies of being like, oh, this guy is actually a terrible guy, but he looks cool. And this yeah, one, this, you actually see you, how lame yeah, how, is, Especially like, with the shots of him, like, how well, you, sex, like how you, see how animal, yeah. you see how animalistic it is. Because that, that's yes. what he's accusing the other guy of, is being an animal, basically, yeah, in a Neanderthal. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when, I, when in reality, we, this entire movie, we've been seeing the... Yes. Seeing, the point of view from the woman of him like humping the air you see and it's his the face. most ugly shit ever. You see his face and he's like making like he's like he turns he's yeah. very animalistic. Yes, like, he turns into a different yes. like it's a, yeah. it's a different mode for him. Like yeah, a different it's, it's a high he's chasing yeah. the whole oh, time. Definitely, definitely. But when okay, I, I don't know. I should like if you, if you get high too much, maybe you know you like it. There, there, there becomes a point of not being in it. Yes, yeah, so that's I, what tolerance is. Or this is for yes, anything. Yeah. Drinking alcohol, anything that I mean, coffee. Where you over time you drink more and more, you yes. need more of it. to... Uh, for it becomes effective, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, but to me, it's like this is where uh, Casanova, I think, it, like it made a good point where he's trying to intellectualize it, where he's like, "But this is actually a good thing, you know? This yes. is I'm actually a, a high society person because of this and everything." You yes. Know? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh man. But uh, but yeah, and then we go to Switzerland, <laughs> which uh, he basically he falls in love with the girl. We should course, at this point we should say yeah. fall in love quotation marks yeah, like yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. yeah. Uh, where he's like, okay, like he he, he uh, he's gonna go. To, he was gonna go to Dresden, uh, a place called Dresden, with her. Uh, but then she like backs out or whatever, or I I, I or it might have been him. He gets distracted, but he basically he doesn't go because he he uh, turns out he's like having an orgy basically with these like. Uh, with this like, like Germans, uh, with these like, or prostitutes, I think. Yeah, well, I don't know who they are. I, it's just like there's this is the hunchback scene I was talking about. The, whatever you guys were talking about, the other hunchback, I thought this was yes. what you were talking about. Okay, yeah. Because this is the scene where that quote from earlier comes into like prominent play because like it's just she's literally like he's not even in control in this scene basically yes. like she's the one in control this time and she's the one acting all well and then he, his face at the end is just like yeah. Literally that bliss that he's been chasing, basically. Like, this yes. is basically why he does it, almost. Yes, he, and it's like he just, like, collapses. Yeah, like, and this yes. is also where the bird falls, where his, like, cock trophy ball falls and yes. breaks, so... Yeah, Damn, yeah in a way, it's like, this is, like, that kind of signifies, like... This is, like, he, it's never gonna get better, basically, yeah. in a way, yeah. This is where I, yeah, that's that's what yes. I thought. Okay, okay. Because okay. we see, because we see the, we see the actual, like, uh, chicken later, and it's... Literally broken. So. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Which yes. He, he's after this scene. I'm pretty. I don't know if there's how many other six scenes are there after this. Um, there's uh, there's the doll one. I think that's yeah, the, the doll one. The that's doll it. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. literally he's broken yes. after this. So. Yeah, and like <laughs> yeah, at, at that point, he has to resort to plastic. You know, yeah. like, literally not real. And really, the next yes. woman he's gonna meet is his mother. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, what, what we, well, he goes to the court for. He moves to, like yeah, this court yeah. where he's like trying to like. There's it's like this wild court where he's like trying to like. It's basically kind of ties into like the first sex scene like where he's like he's like trying to be taken seriously as an alchemist writer yeah. he's like he's still trying to yeah. escape at this point he knows like in a way he kind of knows that it's, like it's there's no going up from here um it's all it's going downhill at this point and uh and, and but the the court's too wild to even like no, like take knowledge of them basically <laughs> um but yeah in a, in a way he's kind of facing what he became in a way like, yeah. i, I kind of see it as that um but then we get uh he then meets the mechanical doll, which we've been kind of referring to the whole time, which, by the way, the, the look at this doll is just amazing. Yes. It truly looks like a real-life mechanical doll. 
um, which she does have sex with. At this point, I, I think I've said it quite a few times, but like basically, he's it's it's similar to like the the the, the plastic ocean waves in a way. Yeah, his life is so plastic that he he, he can only really uh, have sex with a plastic doll at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yes. And I do. We did. There was this scene earlier of like him looking at basically the female vagina, um, <laughs> and all in like yes. a literally like just. A shot of, of like a stencil drawing of it, and then like you, it zooms in closer, and you just see men falling down into it. Do you guys oh, remember? This no. looks like a whirlpool. No. Oh, it was it was like, it was during the scene of just like a, a huge drawing of like basically that. But okay. I think I'm, I think I it's, it, I actually really liked that scene oh, because okay. it was strikingly uh, it was really striking. Because <laughs> um, that kind of what is this movie about? Yeah, it's what this movie's about. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, then we get like a fast like a. I just have to say, it, like this is another thing where not only. This is, I guess, where um, I'll give Flynn credit where him showing does have an effect um, that I think goes more, at least what he's trying to do is, uh, when we see the more sex doll stuff, like, yes. the, 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 the sex doll scene actually, I think, hits more in terms of this is where his point is led. Oh, yeah. So that's how the audience watching. It's like, at this point, it's like, it really just all the way terrible. Like, you don't even want to be there. Okay, yeah. And then at the very end, too, is the worst shot where it's like... Because we, we never see her... I don't think we ever see her specifically. Like, maybe just her face when they're for most of the sex scene. Yeah. But then the scene ends with, like, both of her legs open. Yes. And they shows Like, a shot that you can never show if it was a real woman, basically. Yeah. yeah. And like, but the fact that it's a sex doll, you can show basically the exact same shot, but it still has that same almost impact. And she, of, she like, stays is, in that position even yeah, when he gets yeah. up. It's no, like, it's, it's a wooden... It, it's a very... Yeah, it points uh, out the mechanical exactly, you know, nature yes, of it. Yes. yes. No, yeah. no, it is. It's like a very depressing show. Yes. Well, because yes. if you also remember during that orgy scene, that's very much how that how his partner was acting. Yeah, okay. in that orgy yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, honestly, because mm. she didn't want to be there. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, but then we get like a fast forward to basically him it's older. It's in his winter like, in Bohemia. Yes, 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 yes. It's like in this like uh, castle, I think, uh, where basically he's basically a shell of himself like he's uh he's basically the object of mockery now yeah uh, he's they like bring him out to tell stories like basically this is what i was saying about lola too okay because this is kind of what lola is about is about now she's kind of just a, a party like a a figure who just tells her stories about what she did in the past okay i mean i definitely want to watch that movie for sure but uh but like even like when he tells the stories like they don't really believe him like they're like they think he's kind of making up which i think actually from what i've seen i think he like gets mad when they're laughing at him or something. Yes, and like they're like they're like uh, they're like using his like portrait as a uh, as a bathroom basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff and like, uh, but from what I I think I've read somewhere that Casanova, uh, a lot of people think he's he was making up a lot of his autobiography. So I feel like that has something to do with that in a way, okay, like them yeah, not believing yeah, him. Like yeah. the whole time we've been seeing it from his perspective. Yes, from his definitely. This last scene is showing like this is what the world thought of him, or this is what got it. This is what his perspective got him, kind of. Yeah. You know? Because he doesn't even... I, I don't know if it's maybe the scene before, but there's, it's some it's somewhere close to... Oh, I, I, skipped, where, uh, I skipped the, the mother scene. I skipped that scene. We ca- I mean, I what think, do you think... It, what, why, why is it important? Well, it's... Uh, well, first of all, the, the scene of the, the theater emptying out is amazing. Yes, it oh is. Oh, my gosh. Yes, like, the so first of all, the crowd goes, yeah, and then, like, the, the lights come down. Uh, the, the, the chandelier kind of things come down. The, yeah, the, 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 the workers yeah. kind of, like, take it out, and they walk in line out, and it's, like, dark. Yeah. It's just him and his mother. Yeah, yeah. Um... I mean, it's 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 sort of like the to me. It's kind of like the because we've talked about how like, and I don't know that much about Freud or anything. We've talked about how for, uh, 
Felina was really into Freud and psychoanalysis. Okay. And a lot of that is about kind of just basically the mother figure, like how we try to break free from that, you know, yes. or how it traps us. Anyway. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, the, the scene, at least, it's showing this visually, kind of like yeah. almost like the scene. The show is over. The scene's over, and this this is what it's led to. You know, him yes. as mother again, almost. Well, yeah, it's... but it seems almost transactional at this point, right? Like, yes. Yeah. Like like she's like says a couple times how he's never sent her money or like. Yeah. To me, it almost seems like. He's been trying to avoid her. Like, this is who he's been running away from. Oh, he has to get Because the scene starts with her saying, and with him uh, going, or her asking, like, why are you here? He's like, I came here for a girl or some shit. And she was like, did you not, did you forget your mother lived here? <laughs> no, like, like, this kind of reminds me, this yeah, kind of gives me yeah. the vibes of the eight He's eight just half, been trying to forget uh, about it. Exactly. You know the dreams of Guido's uh, parents in eight and a half? It kind of gives me those vibes. Like, mm. showing the disconnect yeah. through with surreal sequence. When you do it. Yeah. And basically, he's just like, yeah. And then, as we said, like he, he he walks her to a carriage and just like sends her off. Basically, like he 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 he's still rejecting it at this point. Like, there's no at the same time he's also saying like there's no reparation. I think this is important this though. It is important that we we went out of order though. We should put it back in order in terms of yes. It's important that him saying goodbye to the mother and then followed by the wooden sex doll. Yes, is important. Like almost like he's saying goodbye to like basically. He said goodbye to... Because this is, like, the original uh, real woman. That, yes, yes, That yes. he was, had a relationship now he's like, with. Like, he's not, fully accepted this kind of fake uh, yes. relationship with women, almost. Yes, 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 honestly. Yes. Um, damn, you're making me like the movie more. Come on, now, let's go. Uh, but uh, then we get, typically... Uh, uh, we're we're back to like the scene. We, from the basically, castle. we were at the end with the dinner scene. Basically, yeah, because he walks up and everything, and then uh, we're talking about the scene where he sits in the chair, and then yes, yeah. Well, at the dinner party, like they make fun of him, and that's when he yes. like walks up all depressed, back up, and then he, and sits, he sits in the, in the chair, chair, and then yeah. sleeps, sits on, and then we get to the dream sequence, which yes, this is yes. like, I absolutely love this scene because how ghostly it is. Like he sees all like the he's the ghost of his like former lovers, basically. And then, like, a empty carriage comes up and, like, asks him to join them, basically. Yeah, okay. Uh, but then he, 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 re- he no, rejects that. Yeah. He, he, then he starts dancing with the doll. Yes. Which is just, like, he's incapable of, like, going... I think that's kind of, like... he. he now I'm starting to think what... Because I was telling you earlier about how I was thinking maybe this could be, like, Fleeny choosing... The, the doll is, like, him choosing just the kind of the studio fake system for his okay, career. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what he prefers now. Um, yes. But now I'm thinking, what could have those former women be in his career? You know, if there is... Well, his wife... But I'm saying more in his filmmaking career, like his eras or something, you, you could say. You well, know, he definitely maybe. has a lot of, like, female characters. Because, like, why are they asking him to come back at the end? You know? Hmm. And why does he not want to go back? Well, okay, so you're saying, like, in, in context of the very, like, uh, meta... Like, yes, 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 it's kind of level. Like, like why, Fleeny, why, why, if, why would this female character This is a movie about Fellini's career, like, him kind of reflecting on his career. Okay. Like, I could see, like, maybe, maybe like, female characters wanted to come back so their stories are told even more or something. Like, that's kind of what I'm thinking, like, okay. in a way. Like, if like, if, uh, if we're speaking, the film characters have a conscious, you know, like, in a way. But, like, specifically, I just love this, because the, the the ghostly haunting scene, and just, like, the, the scene of them, uh, him dancing with the mechanical doll, um, it's just, like, such, like, a... It's such like an existential, like beautiful, like like but depressing shot, honestly, because it it's like yeah. he's hopeless. Because I think it's yeah, intercut actually with they're dancing and intercuts to a shot of his eyes. Yeah, that's like a shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because you also said that you can see Venus's head, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Good. Thank you for reminding me of that. Because before he's, I think it's before he really sees them. Goes. It might be right after this. He's. It's somewhere. He. 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 Uh, 
So there's a shot of him looking at the Venus's head through the ice. I yeah. think it's ice. No, it but, is ice because they're dancing on ice. Because yes. I, it's I really love it because I didn't recognize that he that Venus was there. Basically, that like you can yes. see the head from the very beginning. Because in a way, because I think uh, in the opening scene, I forgot to say, I think someone mentioned that uh, since Venus fell through the water or whatever, that that means bad luck. Yeah, well, Venus is the goddess of like love, and that's literally yes. what she is. Yeah, okay. And so, that's like, that's yes. why I like that's why I like that she said that because I didn't realize that. Yes, like, them him literally dancing with a wooden doll in a frozen lake above the head of love, basically of like yes. the gods of love yes. is like <laughs> that's what what a cinematic like. Oh man, God, this movie's so good. But yeah, that's that's the ending of yeah. Casanova. It's. Uh, <laughs> Still, uh, still, I, I do, I do like it more now. Okay. That we talk yeah, about, it. So but my job is done. You know, I, I, I did. It's I not a non-rating. I, I did the it's best. Non-rating. I did the best I could do, and I, you guys it's like still it more. probably my least favorite Fellini, but even more than Voice of the Moon. Okay, no, no, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first one. <laughs> okay, yeah. You know, you watched that before, like you. I did watch that. I watched that. That was my first Fellini. So, I, I'm not this is probably my least favorite if I had to guess, but. It's because he has a lot of good movies. Yes. Yeah. Great, yeah. great director. Hot, hot take, honestly. I, I, hot and like, take. <laughs> and we'll, we'll have to come back for the clowns because that's what I was. Oh, yeah, I definitely no, will. Yeah, I definitely want to come back at some point. We'll have to do the but clowns. But also, great, just... great. That's a great movie. That's a great. Movie. They're both great movies. Right. Like, and I really want to revisit the clowns too. I just love uh, the clowns. So good. But yeah, uh, I'm glad I, we got to watch Casanova. Even though you, know, you weren't the biggest fans, but you know, it was fun. It's, so it's definitely it's great. I'm glad I watched it. And I honestly like this kind of coming back to the directors we've done because it's like you know we're just coming back to an old friend you know yes yeah. yes yes but especially with Fellini it was like you know it wasn't that hard to come back to him almost yeah. oh yeah just imagine sure. those <laughs> oh yeah true true we got a lot Honestly. of those that we could come back to um but yeah um uh next week we are doing, doing Blake's we're doing, spots. yeah blind we're, spots. we're doing the kind of thing where Blake take picks two movies that we both Danny and I haven't seen it's the thing I kind of did the last break with my blind spots episode but yeah we'll we don't know the movies yeah, yet. Yeah, don't know the movies but, yet. So. Um, yeah, so uh, thank you guys for watching. Hope to see you guys floating through the clouds.